Hey, 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 you guys. Thank y'all so much for being a part of Black Canvas. We're on season eight, and we have another amazing guest here on the show. We have Mr. Tanner Carlson with us. Tanner got his start in music, singing and playing guitar in church. From there, he went on to record covers to upload to his YouTube channel, which started gaining him his first traction. Tanner's debut EP titled Perkins Point came out in the summer following his junior year of high school. Tanner sat in his room all summer mixing the songs he had been writing over the course of the year, although he had no previous experience with the dog. Over the course of Tanner's senior year of his high school, he began working more on his craft of production. This resulted in his second EP titled Boulder Lake, being filled with more of a pop influence sound. The track Friends gained traction from being included in the top songs of 2019 playlists that received over 1 million views on TikTok. Tanner's third EP titled The Springs came out after his first year attending Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. This EP is a chronological story through Tanner's freshman year. Tracks such as Last Year, Without One, are known to be favorites among fans as they represent the melancholy of some freshman years. Tanner's highly anticipated fourth EP titled Struck released on August 20, 2021. After releasing music for over three years, Tanner was excited for the first buzz that was starting to come around him as an artist. The title track Stuck is about Tanner's long distance relationship during quarantine and how they were stuck apart from each other. Tanner's fifth EP titled Diamonds, released in early 2020, the title track Diamonds started racking up streams due to a few big playlists such as Icy Red and Pop Chill Out. A fan favorite of this project was Need You Around, which focuses on the start of a relationship and how everything feels brand new. Tanner's sixth EP titled Too Lone came out a few months after Diamonds on April 8, 2022. This project included more of a dance vibe with 808s and program drums. After graduating as an audio engineer at Belmont University, Tanner released his seventh EP titled Over You. This project came out on his 22nd birthday on June 27, 2022. Tanner now works as a singer on the Tootsie Circuit in downtown Nashville. He brings energetic live performances with a three-channel loop pedal of both covers and original. Tana also produces, mixes, and masters songs for clients, and he is looking forward to his eighth and final EP entitled Lost in California coming out November 18, 2022. Tana's plan for 2023 is to release a song every other week. This will result in 26 singles being released over the course of the year and he is vigorously working to amass a collection of songs that will be used in this process. And I'm just so excited to have Tanner here on the show. Thank you so much for being on Black Canvas. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I can't wait, wait to be here. Oh, man. Uh, you have done a lot of amazing things thus far in your career, and I want to commend you for that because at a young age, being able to go after your dreams and to succeed also while doing so, especially we talk about how music has shifted over the last 15 to 20 years. And so Tanner, you're doing great things and I'm just so elated to have you on the show. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. 
Awesome. So I came up with some fun questions that I thought would be interesting for us to kind of learn more about you. So if you're ready, we can kind of go straight to them. And I want you to give me your first natural response. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So I'm going to kind of throw you off. I'm going to go straight into diamonds. So we all know that Rihanna, for some of you guys, we call her Rihanna, is performing this year at the Super Bowl. So are you an avid football fan is my first question. And if so, who is your favorite team? Well, you know, I'm not necessarily a big football fan, but uh, my friend is the kicker for Alabama. So I, you know, I got to go with Roll Tide on this one. Um, I'm going to ask you, Tanner, who won the game recently? <laughs> oh, man. Are you a Tennessee fan or something like that? I'm, I'm LSU. I'm, I'm from – Oh. Yeah, I, gotta, I just had to kind of rub that in a little bit for you, that two-point conversion. I think we <laughs> might have just sneaked out on that game. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my mom actually went to LSU, so it doesn't uh, – it's not like too much of a pain on my heart, you know? Okay. See, I love mom already. See, this is what we're talking about. We need a lot of – our mighty Tigers for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I love all teams. I, I'm just joking. But I'm a huge, of course, Louisiana person. So being from Louisiana, any team, I try to support the best I can. I'm a huge Saints fan for sure. So, I mean, we're not having the best season, but we're, we're, we're hanging in there the best we can. <laughs> oh, that's good. I, I, don't, I don't really keep up with the NFL at all. So. Okay. Well, yeah, that's a good thing. I mean, it can, the Saints, I always say when I, I love my team, but I have enough gray hair and I tell you, at least I've gained a good 20 of them from the Saints games growing up, <laughs> oh, <God>. growing <laughs> up for sure. But uh, going back to Rihanna, can you tell me what is one of your favorite Rihanna songs? And if you had the opportunity to sing a cover of her song in the studio, which one would you choose? Ah, uh, you know, that is such a hard question because uh, I grew up listening to Rihanna. I remember my older brother used to play Ponda Replay in the car all the time. Um, and then when Diamonds came out, that was like a huge um, song. And I just realized now that that's, uh, you know, my song is called Diamonds too. So I just I literally just realized that as we're doing this podcast. But um, I think if I had to choose one song, I would do Love on the Brain. And um, because I think that one is like a really, really timeless song and I could just see myself doing really well covering that. Um, I definitely have to pitch it down a little bit, though. (laughs) I mean, I I love her voice, too. And that new song she did, Lift Me Up, for the Wakanda Forever um, soundtrack. I mean, it was powerful. I think you would do really well if I had to choose a song for you. I would choose Stay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a great song. Because I feel like that can go in so many different directions. You can make it gospel, you can make it country, R&B, pop. Like, it can be done in so many different ways if you sing it the right way. I feel like Rihanna has that way with her songs, even her dance songs. You can still create it in such a way where you're like, oh, wow, like, I didn't even know the lyrical content behind these songs. And just even like Diamonds, people don't know that Sia actually was the one who wrote that song. And oh wow, yeah, I didn't yeah, know so that. Sia wrote a lot of amazing songs for artists, and people like they would have no idea it was her. So just think of it. And I think her video, if I remember, is over one billion now. I think online with that song. So that just tells you of the power of music and how it can transform in so many different countries, and people connect with it. Yeah, it is pretty amazing how 
music is one of those things that can really connect people on a large scale. Absolutely. So I'm going to ask you another fun question. So we're going to use the word stuck. I think, I think, you know, this song really well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I sing it a lot. <laughs> so songwriters can sometimes it gets really stressful as being an artist when you're a songwriter. So is there a song that you released that you felt would never leave the cutting room floor, like something that you wrote and you're like, I can't believe that it actually became one of my hit songs. Oh, well, the way uh, I would say the way I go about making music is um, it, it should be like a snapshot of the time that you made it, you know? So like all the skills that you have during that time, you should try to put them all into that song while you're doing it but i would say if i had to give a song i would say all my songs have never left the cutting room floor because i've all i'm just getting i'm getting better at mixing and mastering and it's just really hard to listen to old songs and be like oh man i wish i had mastered it this way or done this here and I just think it's really hard to not think that way about your old old work because you, you get better and learn more as you get older. And um, yeah, it's hard not to not to feel like some of your songs could have, you know, you could have kept along with the journey a little bit longer. I get that. And I'm 100 percent behind you on that component. When I listen back to some of my beginning podcast episodes, I'm like, was I talking about like you just get to a point of was this even making sense or not and, and a lot of people love those episodes like actually some of my beginning ones about self-help and wellness have some of the highest actual streams and so that was something I never thought that people would be as interested in but this was also during the time when the pandemic was going on and a lot of people had a lot of time and they were listening more to podcasts and audiobooks and you know getting more in tune with themselves because we all were dealing with which tragedy and dealing with a lot of stress and mental health concerns, I think there's some things that people just don't talk about enough. Mm -hmm. And so in my career as a counselor, I pretty much am surrounded by it. I see it, I hear it, I experience it, but I also know that we have to have time for ourselves. And that's what I love about your music is that when you hear someone who's performing a song, whether it's live or if you hear it on an actual radio or, you know, just stream it through one of our streaming platforms, you get to, connect with that artist in a different level and so talking to you helps us to hopefully learn more about your passion in music but it's nothing like you say like recording and mastering and mixing and you know being able to release music because it's like almost delivering a baby like you're giving it to other yeah for sure it's uh it was definitely hard for me to let go of some of those first songs. Um, now I'm kind of used to it you know, since I've done uh, so many releases. So, but it's always uh, a changing, it's like a moving goalpost, I guess, where you're just always, uh, it's everything's changing about releasing and even how to release and strategy to get streams and stuff like that. It's the music industry is an ever changing place. It is. And that's the great thing about creativity as an artist. Like you say, you get to change. You're not who you are, but just change the styles of music and 
the way you want to be perceived. I'll use an example like Bruno Mars is probably one of the best examples of how he started his career and then where he is now. It's just like you get to see a full circle moment of an artist that's living on a stage and performing, but also really music that's timeless that you'll be able to hopefully hear 15, 20 years from now and be like, oh my God, that's a Bruno Mars song. Yeah, Bruno Mars is pretty amazing. Um, the song, When I Was Your Man, that one is amazing. Um, one of my friends from elementary school, her dad wrote that song. So I always thought that was the coolest thing ever, especially like before starting to get into music. Mm-hmm. Man, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have another fun question for you. So we're going to use the title Too Long. So what is something that you enjoyed in your childhood that you don't partake in today? So an example of that can be like playing on the swings or um, making sandcastles or volunteering, you know, let's say at a local soup kitchen. Um, can you tell us maybe something that you enjoyed from childhood that you really don't get the opportunity to partake in today as often as you did as a kid? Yeah, I actually um, was a pretty high level soccer player growing up. So um, I could go on for days talking about this. Um, so I started playing uh, Birmingham, Alabama at this club called Busa. And we did all the tournaments, traveled. Uh, we went to Las Vegas for a tournament and stuff like that. And when, when I started getting looks at from the national team, the national team training centers, we decided to move to Georgia. And that's when I started playing for um, teams like Georgia United and um, a team called Atlanta United, which is the MLS team now. And then a team called Concord Fire, which I ended in my high school career playing. And I actually played in college uh, as well. So soccer was always a big part of my life that now I did play like one league or one season of rec league soccer after I was done with college soccer. But um, now I just don't really have the time for it anymore. It, it's it's kind of sad. <laughs> something that I did so much, now I don't really do it at all. Man. So, Tanner, I have something fun to tell you. First of all, congratulations on that. That's amazing that you were able to partake in that for so many years. But I actually played soccer in high school my freshman year. Um, yeah, I played one oh, year nice. of soccer, and then I started a bowling team. And so I did competitive bowling and travel league for a couple of years. So my freshman year, I was doing travel league on weekends. I won bowl of the year the first year. We won three championships in a row. And it was really cool. Like, because my mom actually taught me. Wow. And so she used to bowl a lot. And my grandfather, before he passed, um, he was a competitive golfer. And so with him being able to travel and do golfing for a while, he always tried to get me into that and I hated it. So I loved basketball and I loved bowling more than anything, but I wanted to try something different. And so my career actually ended early because I was diagnosed with something that's called jumper's knee where the cartilage in my knee would tear. So the taller I got, the more it tore. And so I couldn't run on the field and do the things like I used to. So that was always the worst part, but I was a center back. I played that position. Oh yeah. I played center back too for a little bit. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I love that position. So that was one thing I, I loved more than anything. And it was just cool. I mean, I was also, I did defensive midfielder, you know, I did all kind of stuff when, when they moved me around 
But after a while, I was like, this is not something I want to do full. I can watch yeah. it and enjoy it. But it was, it was to a point where I'm like, I love basketball a lot more than this. And so when I had to turn in my basketball shoes in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, what can I do? So that's when bowling really kind of took, you know, form because I could take breaks. I could sit down. I, you know, I didn't feel like it was the same as running up and down a basketball court. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I lo- I'm so glad to hear, like I have a fellow person who enjoys soccer as much as I did. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame that you had to stop, but I'm glad you picked up bowling. That's not like it's a, it's a good thing for you. Yeah, I, I haven't actually gone bowling in a couple of years. I need to get back into it. But yeah, I used to go all the time. And now with my career, it's just, it's been hard for me to make time to do a lot of those things. And I'm, I'm just going to have to just buckle down and get back to doing it recreationally. I can't do the travel leagues anymore because I was getting way too competitive. And I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> 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 I hate losing. I was like, man, this is not good. So I realized I need to put this down for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I have another fun question for you. If you could give your younger self, Tanner, any advice, what would you say to young Tanner? Oh, man. Now this is one I haven't thought about, but I would say I would just tell him to not be so worried about, um, everything that's going to happen in my life, that everything is going to pan out the way it should. And that if I just keep working hard, I, I'll end up where I'm supposed to be. That's what I'd tell my younger self. I think I like that. Now, what age would you think that would be? Oh man, I think I could apply that to a lot of ages, but probably maybe around the time where I was getting, getting the pressure from soccer so probably around 14 I would tell myself that that's cool I love that I mean for me I would go back to around 17 16 17 years old and especially 17 because that's when my grandfather passed and I feel like I wish I said I loved you more because that's something we really weren't taught to really say growing up my grandfather would say it to us but we just never really verbalized it as much and I feel like that's something I, I do regret to a certain extent, but I know he knew I loved him, but that's something I wish I had verbalized a lot more um, than just showing it in actions. And I feel like that's the great thing about life as we get older, we get to kind of look back at experiences and just can laugh. And I, when I think of him now, I, I do nothing but laugh. I don't cry as much as I used to uh, because I can think of all the fun things we yeah. did and how he always made us laugh and he had a stutter. So he would always kind of joke and then I'll finish mm-hmm. his statement. He's like, let me finish. He could say that well. <laughs> but like when he was trying to say something, he would just start going and then I just start laughing. He's like, stop laughing. And it was just a fun thing that we would joke with each other. But he he knew that of course it was all in just, you know, we just had fun. But it was just one of those moments where he would like, just let me finish. Yeah. And I would just laugh. <laughs> but I have another fun question for you now this one might be a little hard for you but I think you can handle this one so it's over you is the title of this one so do you mind sharing with us like what is the message that you would have for people who are like haters or who don't support your musical journey like is there a message that you can give to people um who are just in a negative framework in their mind and they don't really support artists that are working their butts off to get where you guys are man you know i'd just tell them to stick to themselves because well 
I actually get a lot of hate on TikTok and sometimes on Instagram too, but mostly TikTok. Just um, if you have a video to do well, there's always somebody in the comments talking, saying some stuff that they probably shouldn't say um, online. But I never respond, and it it used to bother me, but now um, it doesn't really bother me as much. I think haters are gonna hate their whole life, you know, and you can't you can't take it to heart. So I would just tell them to keep to themselves. <laughs> I love that. You get to choose your circle as well. And that's the great thing about artistry. Like when you really get in tune with yourself on stage, in a studio, having supportive friends and family around you, you can filter that part out because literally the internet is like a filter system. You get to choose, you know, what you read, what you hold on to, what you let go of. And so the second part of this question, I wanted to maybe help you and maybe help our listeners. Is there a positive mantra or something that you can come up with to help someone to help build their self-esteem if they're kind of being torn down right now by comments from other people? What is something positive that they can recite to give them, you know, the strength to move forward? You know, I'm probably not the best person to be coming up with mantras for success, but I would just say if you're really struggling with something like that, I would just tell yourself that you're enough. Like I am enough because I feel like a lot of people get caught up in the rat race of trying to be successful and be, make a lot of money and be happy. It's, it's a lot of pressure on a lot of people, even including me. And I think um, everyone, no matter what situation you're in, you're enough. You're enough to be living and to be on this world, to be a contributing member of society. And you don't really need to listen to what anyone else says. As long as you believe that you're enough, I think that's all that really matters. So I think, Tanya, you just said that you're you're not really good at giving that. I think you just gave great advice. (laughs) 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 So I just caught him off guard. He wasn't expecting for me to do that. But I mean, I want you to to know that because if that came straight from your heart out of your mouth for people to hear, that's that's something that you've practiced within yourself. You've had to do that soul searching to know that you were enough and you've not allowed haters and negative people to influence you the way they once did. So I think like you said, you just have to kind of live life, but just remember you're living for you and it's not about other people. If they have their own insecurities, you can't change that. Yeah. And it's usually uh, people who, the people who are hating on you are the people who don't, um, don't have the confidence probably to post like videos of them singing or something. That's like, for me, what I think. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I, I look at it like this. I will make a fool of myself doing a lot of stuff at times, but it's okay because I'm having fun and, you know, no one has to fully understand the journey I'm taking because this is my journey and my road and I'm not trying to swerve into anyone else's lane. I'm just focused on me and, and being positive and changing lives. And so I think like, that's what you're doing with your music. Well, thank you. Yeah. I think that's such a great um, thing. Yeah. So let's go to Fun question. Summertime is the title for this one. So what is your favorite thing to do during the summertime? And if you could go to a summer tour with any artist in the top 40 right now, who would you choose and why? Okay, so um, 
my favorite summertime activity, my parents um, own a lake house in Alabama. And uh, we used to, we started going there when we were young kids and we would, um, you know, get on the inner tube and my dad would drive us crazy around in circles and stuff. So we'd hit all the waves. Um, and as we got older, we started learning how to ski and water, uh, what's called wakeboard. And so that's my favorite thing to do during the summertime, go to the lake house and wakeboard. Um, it's a shame that I don't have as much time to do that nowadays, but we used to go a lot more when we were younger. So I would probably say that's uh, my favorite thing to do in the summertime. And if I go on a summertime tour with a top 40 artist right now, I would pick my, my number one choice would be an artist that's not on the top 40. Actually, her name is Macy Peters. And she's like uh, Ed Sheeran's new prodigy. She opened his tours in Europe and the stadiums. And now she just played a show in New York to uh, a lot of people. Um, a lot more people than she had. Maybe like maybe her last show was 2000 and this one's 6000. Don't quote me on that, but uh, she would be my number one choice. But my number two choice would be my main man, Ed Sheeran. I would love to go on tour with him. We both play the loop pedal. I think um, we get along great. I agree. I loved Ed Sheeran. Everyone knows that's one of my favorite artists. And I See Fire is one of my favorite songs. Um, that Ed Sheeran did. I love that song. Wow. <laughs> well, that, um, when I say I started playing music at church, that was the first song I ever learned on guitar at church. Really? Yeah. I see fire. That's what got me into playing guitar. See, I, I'm, I'm pretty good. This is like the, maybe the third or fourth time that I've been on this podcast and mentioned something. Someone's like, oh my God, how did you read my mind? I'm like, I didn't. Uh, but, <laughs> but that's really cool. Yeah. That's that's when crazy. I fell in love with his music was that song. And I mean, I've listened to all the stuff he's done. I mean, I can list probably 20 Ed Sheeran songs that I listen to and can read, but it's something about that song that I really enjoyed. It's just his voice that just, it's very powerful. And I do know um, Macy Peters at the mentioner. I remember, I think the song called Psycho that she did, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's my favorite one by her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend and I love that song. Yeah, she she's amazing. I think that came out, I'm trying to go back in my head, but I think it was like in 2021 or something. It, it was a, not too long I remember seeing, I think a video she had on YouTube with it, but I remember, because her name is spelled a little differently than the Mason you would think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so see, I know a little something, you guys. I know a little music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, the next question I have for you is, voices so can you tell us um do you sometimes struggle with negative self-talk and then if you do um struggle with it uh what's one of the worst things that maybe you told yourself when you were going through that in your head man ah it's kind of hard to think i i don't think i struggle with self negative self-talk nowadays but um maybe when i was younger i would uh i think it was hard being in an environment where um, everyone is gunning, like at, with this, bringing it back to the soccer thing. I think it was hard being in an environment where everyone was gunning for the same spots and for the same playing time. And uh, 
you know, I had some coaches say some things that they probably shouldn't have said to me when I was younger. And so I struggled with that. Um, and that might still affect me. Uh, I'm not sure that would be a good thing to like dive into, but, um, I don't think I really ever like, I've always been a pretty confident person, I guess, and just believed in myself and that I could do things. So, um, and I think that's something my parents instilled in me that I, if I worked hard enough, if I really believed in something, I could do it myself. And, um, yeah, I know that was kind of all over the place, but I don't, I don't necessarily think I struggle with negative self-talk nowadays. Well, I love to hear that. I, I think that's one of the hardest things, like you said, if it's a coach or friend or family or someone you're in a relationship with or whatever it might be. And I know there's many listeners who might struggle with this or they might be dealing with cyberbullying or aggression. You know, just know that you can find someone who you can trust to talk about these issues and know that you are, like Tanner said, enough. Because that's the hardest thing, especially when it's someone who plays a, a role in your upbringing or someone that you looked up to who may say something that's a biting comment that maybe they didn't know was negative to you. But a lot of times kids can internalize those, those statements. And if they don't know how to manage it in healthy ways, it can lead to other things. Um, so I just want to kind of remind our listeners, you know, you, you do have people who do care about you who can, you know, help guide you through experiences if you're going through it. And like I said, listening to Tanner's music can definitely turn that frown upside down and being able to kind of learn a lot about his career. You know, I think it'd be really helpful to kind of get in touch with yourself, but, you know, be open to talking about issues with people who you can trust. Yeah. And there's a lot of resources for that nowadays. Um, if you're struggling with something like negative self-talk or um, someone in your life beating down on you. I think there's, you know, um, you're in that industry. And I think there's a lot of people that can really help you out if you talk to them. Absolutely. There's many companies out there right now. We, we know like able to talk space, better help, you know, like the ones that we're starting to see a lot more of out there, but even outside of those kind of companies, you have local support groups, you you know, just reach out. I say, just talk to people, reach out, see what works for you. And if you don't feel comfortable with that, you know, there, they might, some people may go the spiritual route. If there's someone that you want to talk to about, you know, spiritual concerns, like whatever works for you, do what works to keep you here and keep you knowing that you matter and you deserve to be respected. And I think that's the most important thing, finding respect within yourself, but also not letting other people define you based on their own issues. Yeah, because people will try. Yeah, I'm I'm a good person at saying I'm putting you on airplane mode in my mind, and that's how I keep people. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't get worked up. I'm like, because I can get worked up easily when I was younger, but I've learned to, you know, this isn't worth it, so leave it alone. I'm not saying they're not worth it, but the situation, it takes two people to argue, and I'm not going to take it to that point because then I'm giving you all – of my energy and a lot of times people want your energy more than your time and so if you're giving me negative energy then I can't actually take care of what I need to within myself so I've learned to just say nope I'm no is a complete sentence for me and I'm moving on that's a great skill to have I feel like yep so I'm telling Tanner's like when he gets frustrated y'all y'all hear me I told him no just tell people no (laughs) (laughs) 
So Tanner, if you don't mind letting our listeners know, we know that of course the EP is coming up, but can you tell everyone what's happening new for you and how can they find you online? Well, uh, I would say it's probably pretty easy to find me online. If you just look up my name, I'm pretty much on everything except Twitter. Don't like Twitter. I have no reason for not liking Twitter. I just never like, since I do music and stuff, uh, Twitter isn't, Twitter's more of like a, you know, tweeting your thoughts or whatever. So I make a lot of TikToks. I make a lot of Instagram videos, make a lot of uh, YouTube videos. So I would say check me out on those type of things. Hopefully what's next for me is that I start getting bigger as an artist. That would be awesome because uh, right now it's, uh, you know, it's iffy where I'm going through a phase where I have a lot of, a lot of stuff going for me. But then also some things like rent pulling me back. So I got to, you know, just hope that I can get through this next phase of being an artist and be able to take it to the next level. Um, And I'm hoping that next year when I'm releasing uh, these 20 songs every other week, I feel like that will probably help propel me forward. Um, So I really hope I can do that. Um, if anyone's listening, that's like a booking agent or a manager, that's what I'm really looking for as well, because, um, I'm, I play a lot of shows right now. That's how I make my living. Uh, but if I could play more shows, that'd be awesome. Um, and if I could just get more opportunities to do stuff like this, even, um, that would be amazing. And so I'm just trying to look for as much as I can and do as much as I can and just uh, pray that it all work out. Absolutely. I mean, if I have any resources of people I know, I don't mind sharing it. I do know that someone I did interview on this show and he has his own company that's called Fanded. And I will send you that information if you want to kind of look it up and see if that might help you. But it's very similar to like a Kickstarter account where you can kind of have your, your fans to be able to follow through. He's a great guy. Um, so I want to definitely send you the information so you can kind of look into it. If that's something you might be interested in kind of helping you, I would definitely send it to you. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah, sounds awesome. awesome. Well, Tanner, this has been such a pleasure. I'm just so excited to have you on the show. And I want to have you back in the future if you want to either be on um, Space Between, which is a live performing show that I started um, maybe about almost a year now ago. And that will be one I would love to have you if you want to perform some of your songs. And then I have a third podcast that I'm just doing once a month um, with another artist, um, Dorian. And we are co-hosting that show. So I would love to have you on here, but definitely we want to hear you sing. If you're interested, we'll schedule something in the future. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I Like I said, I'm trying to do as much as I can. So I would love to do that. Cool. Well, I'm going to definitely set it up and you and I will figure it out. Hopefully next couple of weeks, we'll find a date that works and we, maybe we can have you before Christmas. We can have a great um, concert for sure. <laughs> cool. Sounds good to All me. All right, Tanner. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right, Tanner, you have a great rest of your evening and I will talk with you soon and I'm going to send you that information later on so you can kind of check into it. And hopefully if that helps, I hope it will continue to help you out. And if there's any artists that I interview that you're interested in maybe working with and they're 
okay with exchanging info, then I would definitely hook you up with that too. Oh, that would be awesome. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it and had a bunch of fun, a load of fun. I did too. <laughs> so <laughs> one thing I always remember from this interview is how much you love soccer and you and I need to definitely get back into doing stuff we used to do. So soccer for you, bowling for me. Yeah. And then I want to dedicate before we end this to your family, this episode, because I feel like without Aww. family and without their support many of us wouldn't be where we are so i definitely want to make sure we dedicate it to your parents and your family your girlfriend people who really mean the world to you i think it'd be a great way to pay it forward to them to let them know that you know you care about them but that this episode means a lot to me as well so i'm so grateful that your family did a great job with you and you're doing great things well thank you yeah i would love to dedicate it to them they really um supported me through a lot you know Awesome. So this would be a great thing. You can later on when you go back and listen to this in the future, you'd be like, you know, I did dedicate that to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Tanner. Well, I'll talk with you soon. Okay. All right. All sounds right, good. Bye. All right. I'm not afraid of